This week on Hometown Ghost Stories. We visit the haunted ghost town of Tombstone, Arizona, where we visit the OK Corral, a haunted graveyard, and look into a murder of passion at the Birdcage Theater, as well as a few other tales along the way. This is episode number two, Tombstone, Arizona. Tombstone is a town located in the southeastern portion of Arizona. Ed Shefflin was an army scout and prospector. When he would go out to scout for mines, the rest of his platoon would tell him the only thing he was going to find out there was his tombstone. When he found a silver mine, he named it Tombstone in reference to this. Founded in 1877, this historic town is embedded in the soul of Wild West tales of the American frontier. Tombstone grew rapidly through the 1880s as the silver mines were producing more than any other district in the state. The town itself was also known for its many different types of establishments. Within two years of founding, the town had churches, a school, banks, newspapers, gambling halls, 110 saloons, and even a bowling alley and ice cream parlor. The town was short-lived, however. In 1886, there was a fire that destroyed the pumping plant, and it was determined it would cost too much to rebuild. At this point, Tombstone effectively became a ghost town. I'm Rob Coakley, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories, Tombstone, Arizona. The Gunfight at the OK Corral One of the most infamous gunfights in Wild West history, the gunfight at the OK Corral took place on October 26, 1881, between members of the Earp family, including Wyatt, Morgan, and Virgil, with Doc Holliday also on their side against Billy Claiborne, Ike and Billy Clanton, along with Tom and Frank McClary in regards to a long-standing feud. Although called the gunfight at the OK Corral, it actually took place on a vacant lot about six doors down. Billy Clanton and the two McClary brothers were killed in the conflict, while the Earps and Doc Holliday only sustained a few injuries, non-life-threatening. There was also another less-known gunfight at the OK Corral between Justice Jim Burnett and William Green. Justice Jim Burnett needed the local dam blown for a construction project he was working on. Unable to get the proper clearance, he circumvented the law and hired someone to do it. What he didn't anticipate was William Green's daughter and her friend were swimming in a local pond after and it had enlarged it causing both girls to drown. Green offered a $1,000 reward for any info on who had the dam blown. After getting a tip that Burnett caused it, Green found Burnett at the OK Corral and shot him with a revolver three times. Justice Jim's ghost has also been seen lurking within the corral. Guests have made reports of seeing a balding old man with a pepper beard who disappears upon approach. The Buford Bed and Breakfast The Buford residence is considered one of the most haunted places in Tombstone. The house was built by George Buford in 1880. In the year 1888, George had three children die from an illness. There is also the tale of George Davies. George spent his life in love with a woman named Cleo Edmonds. One night, he finally gathered the courage to propose to her in front of family and friends. 
taken aback, Cleo rejected his proposal and left with another man. George followed them, and in front of the Buford residence, he shot and wounded her, then turned the gun on himself, taking his own life. As for George, it's said his spirit now roams the halls and rooms of the Buford house. The Boot Hill Graveyard The Boot Hill Graveyard was named after those that were buried with their boots on. Although this isn't the only cemetery in Tombstone, it is definitely the most famous, as well as the most haunted. There aren't many people still buried here. When Tombstone City Cemetery was created in 1884, many of the dead with loved ones exhumed their bodies and moved them there, leaving the Boot Hill Graveyard to be populated by the bodies of dead outlaws. Billy Clanton and Tom and Frank McCleary of the OK Corral gunfight are buried here, and many believe they have seen their spirits roaming the grounds. China Mary Sing Choi, otherwise known as Mary, was a businesswoman way ahead of her time. She operated Tombstone's general store, as well as its opium dens. She also supplied hops to Tombstone's ladies of the night and helped people find work in town. People believe they have seen her spirit wandering the graveyard, possibly to see if anyone still needs her assistance. The Whispering Unmarked Grave A journalist once approached an unmarked grave at the cemetery. When he stepped up to the grave, he thought he heard a quiet child-sounding like voice say, It was nice of you to do that. Taken aback, he stepped away. But something drew him back to the grave. As he approached it again, he once again heard the voice, and it said to him, You came back. You must like playing with me. The journalist paused in fear. Seconds later, he heard the voice again, and it began to laugh. Terrified, the journalist left the graveyard, never to return. The Birdcage Theater The Birdcage Theater opened its doors in Tombstone on December 26, 1881. The owners were looking for a higher-class theater, but soon had to change what type of entertainment they provided to appeal to the economics of the mining town. The longest poker game in history was played in the basement of the Birdcage Theater. The game played 24-7 from 1881 to 1889. It's estimated that roughly $10 million was exchanged during the eight-year run. The murder of Marguerite at the hands of Gold Dollar. Marguerite was one of the most popular women of the Birdcage Theater brothel. She caught the eye of a man named Billy Milgreen in 1882 while working. Milgreen had been a regular visitor at a different brothel called the Crystal Palace, where he would always be seen with one of their most popular performers, Little Gertie, the gold dollar. Some believe they were even living together and had more than just a paid arrangement. Gold dollar's temper was well known throughout town. Despite this, Marguerite was steadfast in saying she wasn't afraid. She should have been. One night, gold dollar went into the birdcage with Billy. Marguerite took this opportunity to sit in Billy's lap with gold dollar right there. Feeling disrespected, gold dollar grabbed a clump of Marguerite's hair reached into her garter and grabbed a double-edged stiletto and continuously hacked at Marguerite's heart. After the vicious and bloody assault that left Marguerite dead, Gold Dollar fled. The law eventually caught up to Gold Dollar. However, they were unable to find the murder weapon. Without the weapon, Gold Dollar was let free. 100 years later, the stiletto was discovered behind the theater and is now on display there. Now the ghost of Marguerite can be found within the Birdcage Theater. She's been seen on stage, with minimal clothing, waiting for a full audience that will seemingly never show up again.
Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode two of Hometown Ghost Stories, Tombstone, Arizona. Robert, Dave, how are you guys? Good. Doing, doing great. Loving the new music that you made for this one, too. Uh, it's pretty you. excellent. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to turn Dave up just a tiny bit here. Anyway, so, uh, so we're here. Uh, that was Tombstone, Arizona. And uh, Rob, nice job on the video there. On the last minute, getting everything uploaded, but we got everything figured out. And we're here. Uh, we got Fraley and Gigi Snap in the uh, in the chat. What's up, guys? Thank you guys for swinging by. Preach. And um, yeah, so let's talk a little, little bit about Tombstone. Yeah, those, man. I was those gravestones are wild. <laughs> there's there's so many more too. Like I couldn't believe they were real. Yeah, there's so many weird gravestones out there. Like just to go to Tombstone to visit that graveyard would be amazing because of those. Because of those. Like, there's so many. I didn't want to throw too many in to make it, you know, too crazy. But, like, yeah, they have a lot of a lot of ones like that about, like, guys that were hung and all kinds of weird little tidbits on their gravestones like that. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was my favorite part was the, grave, the gravestones. That uh, the giggling grave story, I think, was, uh, that was my favorite little kid voice. It's Very a good cool. story, man. I don't know if I believe it, but. I saw it cited a few different places, but my, my only concern about it is it's like, it's like, Oh, it's a journalist. Well then why don't, why can't I find out who the journalist is? Like, right. I mean, so a lot of these, yeah. A lot of these stories are kind yeah. of, you're just taking someone's word for it, but you know, the location, like the okay corral, um, the birdcage theater, like these are uh, at least the birdcage theater theater. That's one where, um, you know, uh, ghost hunting teams go and investigate and find, you know, uh, evidence of paranormal activity and everything like that. So it's got to be legit. That's definitely on my bucket list of, of places to to visit. Fraley, you're fr- if you're still here, Fraley, you're from Arizona. You ever been over to uh, Tombstone? Go check out the old uh, Wild West over there. Let us know. Uh, that's yeah. Know. There's so there's so much more too that I left out because we can always go back and revisit mm-hmm. Tombstone in like three years if we actually are able to continue this, but um, yeah, just the stuff I left out of the birdcage theater because it just, I didn't want to get too bogged down on it. The, the hearse that they have there, like some of the poker chips that they've had inexplicably move on them and stuff like that. There's a lot of really cool stuff in the entire town of tombstone. I try to hit on some of the stuff that's a little lesser known, like that Buford bed and breakfast was one that I wasn't aware of. So mm-hmm kind of wanted to highlight that a little bit because i thought that story was you know different than anything you ever hear from tombstone right exactly Um, yeah there's a there's a whole bunch of them so i have a i have a list let's go into the list um there was the uh crystal palace saloon did you mention that one in the video um well there it gets mentioned briefly because that's actually where gertie was uh a prostitute herself so that was her actual establishment and um so I actually showed it on the video a little bit. There's a quick, quick shot of that, of that saloon. Uh, so apparently Fraley only lives uh, two and a half hours away. He says, uh, I hear a lot about it. So I'm going to make a trip, maybe with a snap. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that would be right up uh, snaps, uh, snaps alley. Spot Gucci. Spot Gucci. He's <laughs> a he's... professional ghost hunter. I didn't know if you, knew, you guys knew this. Just, just from his experience on Phasmophobia alone, I feel like the man's <laughs> an absolute pro. Spot Gucci says he loves Dave's Candlelight. Dave's Candlelight makes the whole... Yeah. The whole like live sit down round table discussion 
is is made by Dave's candlelight. Uh, chandelier. <laughs> Gigi Snap says, "If there's a buffet, I'm down." Uh, I bet there is. I bet there's. A, I was looking into a little bit into it, and it looks like um, they do um, what do you call it? Uh, they do like reenactments every day at the OK Corral with the, yeah. the shootout between Wyatt uh, Wyatt Earp and everything like that. So that's uh, something I'd love to check out. Super cool. Super cool. Uh, yeah. So the the Crystal Palace Saloon. Uh, let me share my screen here and we'll kind of go over some of this stuff. So this one, you can't really see anything, but uh, located on Allen Street is said to be mo- one of the most haunted buildings in Tombstone. Even if you don't even find any ghosts, you're sure to have some great food. Uh, there are many stories about who's haunting Crystal Palace. Some even say it's haunted by Virgil, uh, Virgil Earp. Wyatt, is that Wyatt's, it could be Wyatt's brother, right? Um, yeah. We don't know if we believe that, but it does seem like there's more than a few ghosts here. Uh, it's just kind of a, kind of a corny list. A little, little too enthusiastic. Virgil, I, I want Virgil actually comes up more than any of the other herbs here. Like um, on the street, a lot of people think that it's Virgil that they see more so. Like you never really hear about like Wyatt being one of the ones that they think they see. It's generally Virgil. Yeah. More so this comments. <laughs> I feel like Dave is always ready the, to fight someone. <laughs> resting the first time out of fine face. Like, <laughs> approachable face. Yeah, I might be right about that. Um, there's also the um, the the Schieflin Hall, uh, one of the more I, I, I definitely butchered the pronoun- the pronunciation of that one. Any Schieflin, so named after the guy who founded the town. Schieflin, like. that that's definitely more probable than Schieflin. Anyways, uh, said to be haunted by the ghosts of Tombstone's past. Are they based on real events or people? I, there's a I, I, this website. Every sucks. Day I be Schieflin. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, like I said, there was a lot when <laughs> researching this particular episode. You could you could do entire documentaries on tombs. I mean, it's been done, obviously, but that this entire area, like, there's something like basically every building has a story, which is why I thought it would be cool to hit on while we're still trying to get some people to send us some regular um, ghost stories. We can hit on some of these little towns like this. Exactly. Yeah. You also have a uh, big nose Kate's saloon. I wonder if Kate named that saloon or that was like just a dickhead moved by her husband. <laughs> this is big nose <laughs> Kate's saloon. <laughs> one of the oldest so, saloon, tombstone big nose Kate's may also be one of the most haunted for years. The staff at saloon visitors have all reported sites of ghostly encounters at the saloon. Uh, most people think the ghosts belong to miners who are trying to steal silver from the mines. However, is that possible? Who might be haunting this? Very haunted saloon. I was looking for uh, more of a, a reason to what why it was named that. Yeah, that's the one that just has stuff like that shoots off the walls, according to the staff and stuff like that. I couldn't. I was going to add that one. That was like one that was like right on the chopping room floor because there were stories, but there was nothing that like there was no like history behind the actual story. It would just be like, oh, something fell off the wall, or so she here. So big nose Kate, I guess she had an affair with uh, Doc Holliday and she's more likely if she's haunting anywhere in Tombstone, it's going to be the Crystal Palace Saloon because that's where she actually lived um, during her affair. Leading some to believe that that's where her spirit now stays. So that's pretty cool. It's it's interesting how like tied in with everything. Have you guys seen the movie Tombstone? Of course. It's a solid, solid Western movie. I hadn't seen it until like a couple of months ago, actually. So no, uh, we've definitely seen it when we were younger. Did we watch it when we were younger? Yeah, just one of those uh, westerns. Ghosts are scared of Dave's good looks. <laughs> Facts, <That's> right? 
<laughs> Rob, I'm surprised that you haven't played an eight-year-long poker game yet. Uh, working on it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I might as well be. I feel like I'm playing every night lately. So, like, We've yeah, played. that was pretty cool We've, too. We played yeah, a few. We played a few tournaments the, that felt like it was eight years. That's for sure. The eight-year tournament was the longest. I was like, "There's no way Rob hasn't been in one longer." <laughs> so I, I think it's just an on. I don't think it's an actual tournament. I think it was just an no. Ongoing, it was a cash game. Ongoing cash game, yeah. So that meant, right? yeah, it's it never. never ended. Well, I mean, if you think of like twenty-four hour casinos, you know, so it was probably players coming Somebody in, players up, leaving, yeah, dealers shifting in and out. It was just it didn't close at all for eight years. So, um, yeah, and it's a single table, but still, like back in those times, and the amount of money that changed hands in that game is, I think, over ten years. It, I mean, over eight years, it was like over ten million dollars, which. Yeah, think about what I mean, that would be today. That'd be. Do you think it was just like the same five thousand dollars just circulating in and out between people? Just probably, well, probably think about people leave and then people come back and come back with their money. I mean, these are you're talking about, you know, people with the nothing house else is taking a gamble. rake the whole time too. Yeah, that's true. So probably a boatload so of money. That, yeah, so there's money just coming in and off that table, and the house is just clearing. It's just making tons and tons, especially for those times. I mean, a single table, like it sounds impressive, but. You know, like, like what do you think? Random. What do you think ended the game? Because I'm I'm sure it wasn't anything shy of probably a shootout, a gunshot. <laughs> yeah, like gunshot. someone had to have gotten shot for that poker game to end, or uh, they decided to to take Christmas off or something. But I don't know. Other, other I think it was that, just the town the town failing. So maybe yeah, maybe it was the just town starts to fail. You start getting no new money coming into it, so at that point, it's going to just you know eventually die out, like they all do. Um, any of your local games are going to start dying out if you don't have new players coming in because you're losing old players all the time. So, town probably died, and the game died, or vice versa. The game died, and there was no reason to come to town anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, um, yeah. There's so many ghosts. I think the Crystal Palace Saloon seems to be the most haunted location, according to it seems, or at least it's everyone's favorite location. But there's, um multiple reports of different kind of ghosts that were there. You have the quarreling couple, which was big nose Kate who didn't have that big of a nose. I mean, I'm looking at her picture right here. Let me pull it up. That's not that big. I mean, come on, come on. It's, it's kind of big, but I mean, to earn that entire nickname to be defined off of just that one feature, that's fucking brutal, man. <laughs> so that's the, uh, they're the quarreling couple. So uh, it says big nose Kate and doc holiday would regularly stay at the crystal palace and had frequent arguments that could often be heard by others in the saloon. As they drank, the fights became louder and more contentious County Sheriff, uh, Johnny, Johnny Bean once used big nose Kate's big nose Kate's anger in an attempt to pin two murders and an attempt rob- attempted robbery on Doc Holiday. She signed a document that directly implicated him, but longtime friend Wyatt Earp was able to find several witnesses who could attest to the fact that Doc couldn't have been involved. Doc was free. That's a crazy domestic dispute. It's like, you know what? He murdered a guy. <laughs> and she signed the affidavit. Like, that's that's insane. That's bananas. A lingering lover. There have been several accounts of saying that there was a uh, provocatively dressed woman uh, usually standing around the bar. Is that the same one that now forgive me if I'm confusing two of the stories that you had. That's not the same one that you were talking about at the uh, bird cage, right? Oh, it was like a, so like a stripper, a stripper ghost. Yeah. So Marguerite was the, was the, was the, um, Oh, that's right. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. Killed yeah. by oh. gold dollar at the, but gold oh, dollar brutal. worked at this. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Like, like viciously murdered her and everyone was just like, Oh, we can't find the murder weapon. So, um, <laughs> Declared to go. Chest. Like, <laughs> so Doc was, Doc was freed, but this ended. 
this episode spelled the end of the relationship with Kate. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I think once she accuses me of murder, that's probably the end of the relationship, right? Things were wrong. Uh, okay, I think we that. know some people that would have taken her back. So, like, yeah, that's true. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, names. Yeah, just going back to that Buford bed and breakfast, though. Um, like I said, that was one that I wasn't aware of, and I wish that there was more stories about actually what the hauntings are because all their i mean it was a great story about the guy who like finally proposed to the the girl that he grew up with and was in love with or whatever and she rejects him and you know he goes and he takes a shot at her and then he kills himself right in front of the house so like the fact that he wasn't even in the house but he's still attached to that house is pretty cool but other than just saying that they see a man wandering the hallways there's no like legitimate really good stories that come out of it it's just more again like just like this happened yeah, that was uh happened. george daves right yeah george davies george, um or davies yeah can we get some dave sucks yeah. in the chat please um george buford was the one who built the house and he had three kids die of a disease while living in it i think that's why he ended up getting out of like moving out of the house so there's a lot of weird stuff that went around that house and um yeah, man, I just I, I like I like finding the little like unknown stuff like that that's more, you know, hidden than like the normal. Like obviously we hit on some of the big stuff, but Yeah, it looks like I'm looking at the list right now. It looks like pretty much the only ghosts that they have tied to that location is um George and and, and Petra or Petra. Mm-hmm. And that was the story that you touched on. Paranormal encounters at the Buford House. Rhonda and uh, Dwight Hall, psychic mediums, frequently investigate the Buford House. After all, it's one of Tombstone's ghastliest attractions. The Halls believe that the Buford children are the most common paranormal. Okay, so there's more. Um, yeah, the ones that died of the uh, illness. Yeah, allegedly that they're friendly phantoms. Sometimes uh, the Halls read stories to the children. If they're lucky, they receive feedback. Quote-unquote feedback. Um, okay. So you got the children and then you got the couple, uh, the, the not so couple, but that's an interesting one. And then, um, yeah. Any other locations you want to touch on with this one? I mean, the graveyard itself is just like we, yeah. we talked about is just super cool. So like, let's take a look at these gravestones again. Cause these things are, are my favorite. They're that so first good. one that you showed was like the was killed by a 44, no less, no more. <laughs> I was like, I can't yeah. believe that's a real, it looks like they were written with a Sharpie. It looks like the fake um, Halloween decoration uh, yeah. tombstones that you stick in your front yard that have like funny little quirky sayings on them. Yeah, if you um, Dave, you have a proposition in the chat. I see it. If you <laughs> Google some of the gravestones for the for the Boot Hill graveyard, and you'll come across like that one that I showed. I think there's one about a man, a man that got hung and he was actually innocent, and it's like on the gravestone. And it was a pretty good one. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but if you can, if you want to try to throw that in Google real quick. Which one? Uh, say it again. Sorry, I was reading and not paying attention to anything you were just saying again. I would say just Google some of the Boot Hill graveyard tombstones and you're going to see some pretty cool ones. Um, <laughs> nice job. Nice job, Dave. You got it. Um. Yeah, but like just the gravestone. I mean, you got you got people that they they didn't even want their loved ones buried here, so they were digging them up when there was a new graveyard. 
established. Well, it's like, yeah, them... I, I can understand that. And even like, like now it's like a lot of these, like, uh, almost yeah, that's the one I was just talking about. Hang by mistake. <laughs> he was right. He was wrong, but we strung him up and now he's gone. Jesus. Yeah. I, I, I can see why. I mean, it seems like almost, almost a mockery. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's what I mean. I wonder if they're real, if they're real graves, like they're, they're like real grave sites, or if it's just like a prop thing that they do for tourists. Yeah, that could be it. I mean, if it's not their actual grave site, then they just kind of put these up as, you know, memorandums on, on how they died. Yeah, it could be done after the fact, but. Legally hanged. I wouldn't be surprised if, the, if they're there, but I mean. I guess maybe over the years, maybe they had replaced them because if they were just wooden crosses or whatever when they died, those things are long gone. I mean, you're talking about, you know, 1880. You know, the, the wood isn't uh, a wooden gravestone's not going to last that long. You see a few of them that are clearly stone that that did last, right? But um, it's it's most of them, yeah. Clearly, these are recently made. So, yeah, I mean, so like for me, like I think that would be like the most fun place to visit if you were able to go. Mm-hmm. is to go through that graveyard. But like of the places that I'd want to actually go investigate is the Birdcage Theater. Go back, Jesse. That last gravestone you just had pulled up. If you go, Imagine you get shot by somebody and then they put your f- gravestone up and they got the guy's name who shot they, you. They credit your murderer. Like, get, get that <laughs> shit off there. Just remind everyone. Like you I mean... Fat L that day. Yeah, lost in a shootout. <laughs> this is what you're reminding I was... Um, I was just watching this. I watch like, uh, cause I'm a weirdo, but like there's people that do graveyard tours and they'll go and they'll show you like these interesting gravestones and stuff. And there's one in, it's either New Hampshire or Vermont, mm-hmm. somewhere North of us and completely unrelated to tombstone, Arizona. But, um, this family's daughter was murdered by, by her boyfriend and on the gravestone, they put that she was murdered by him. Like, like, put a whole like paragraph it was like she was murdered by whatever the guy's name was and like this whole thing and then i guess after he killed her he killed himself and he's buried on the other side of the graveyard and they got rid of his last name so that people wouldn't know that he was connected to that murder yeah maybe uh we'll look that up at some point but you know I'll, i'll dig in and try to find that to show in the on Twitter or on the Facebook post, but yeah, like there's, it must've been very, very I'll cash. Thank you for dropping the, uh, tier one sub 17 months. Appreciate it, my man. Uh, I guess, I guess I could thank Dave for that one. Really? Yeah. Um, so some of the content that I'm looking at us doing, like after we're establishing getting these cranking out a little bit more is I do want to go to some of our local graveyards because we have, you know, tons of history oldest. around us. Yeah. yeah we one can just Kate and I walk around in and, uh, burial hill there sometimes check out some of the really old ones because they're pretty cool yeah, yeah we, do, sure we, we are in a location where there's super super old ones like the whole family that used to own the house that i live in now are buried right there we've right talked rare. about that briefly right right across the street from my house so you, you pointed to your attic so no, yeah. Like, yeah, they're buried. yeah we keep them <laughs> right up there yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's talk. So let's go over the Birdcage Theater, and then I want to go over some of the very exciting episodes that we have coming up on the show. So, uh, fun facts about the Birdcage Theater: twenty-six people have died in the theater. 
Uh, it was a theater yeah. saloon brothel gambling parlor named uh, for the balcony boxes used by the painted ladies. Um, site of the world's longest running poker game. We discussed that, uh, where one woman's heart was chiseled from her chest. That's our story. That's our story. Chiseled from her chest. That's one way to word it, huh? Uh, that was the grisliest murder. We discussed that one. That was Margarita. Ghost of Margarita. Yeah, Margarita or Marguerite, because it was, you find it both ways. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yep. And then um, some other ones strangulations on at the seance. In the 1980s, William Huntley conducted a seance at the Birdcage Theater. Huntley was a proprietor at the time and hired a prominent psychic medium. She suspected that there was foul play about, likely from the poltergeist. During the seance, one spirit, one spiteful spirit began to strangle William Huntley. Attendants were aghast, struck by frightful fits. The violence only ceased once the bustle broke the medium from her trance. William's neck was bruised for six weeks afterwards. Who is strangling the specter? I'd want to see some footage and some, I'm some sure photo evidence. That, that one makes me think of like certain ghost hunting shows where they clearly are faking some sort of interaction. But hey, if he's getting strangled by a ghost, that's that's pretty crazy. I would I, I would like for things like that to have cameras rolling to uh to to really believe it. Even some of the ones when the, with the cameras rolling, like when they do the seance and all of a sudden somebody starts talking in a demon voice, that makes me Yeah, unless they're like off. speaking in tongues, then it's like, like some of those videos from like exorcisms and stuff like that, when they just start speaking, you know, like, some, yeah, cra- Latin, some crazy like language. Some yeah. With an eighth grade education. St- that, yeah, you, yeah. You're actually talking about a real one. Like there was like some, like, some guy who was, has no education and all of a sudden he's speaking fluent uh, Latin or something like that. It was like, wait a second. How, you know, like. There's something there. I don't know. Um, that was in Massachusetts, actually. Was it? Yeah, I, I got to try to remember what that actual case was. I remember seeing it on it was uh, one of the Ed and Lorraine Warren cases. Birdcage's, uh, Birdcage Theater's most peculiar poltergeist was the woman in white. The apparition is said to appear as a proper lady, a rarity for the brothel. So that's going to be a different ghost than Marguerite. Yeah, it's a different one. I try to find a little more on that, but they don't really know who it was. Um, there's no like real story attached to it. Mm-hmm. It's just somebody that they see dressed up properly, so they're not 100% sure who that spirit is. Right, right, right. Cool. All right, anything else you want to touch on on the uh, Tombstone, Arizona case? No, I just I thought that that whole Gertie the Gold Dollar case is just fascinating that, you know, like, just the murder right in the middle of of the place while it's operating and she gets off scot-free because they can't find the murder weapon and then supposedly a hundred years yeah but a hundred years later they supposedly find the murder weapon behind the building oh yeah yeah. it's kind of like the when the when they found found uh brian laundry's bones there yeah yeah. i mean his teeth i heard there was baby teeth we don't have to talk about brian laundry but the uh yeah, uh, I mean, if the FBI confirms it, then they confirm it. Um, let's talk about um, some episodes that we have coming up. So Tuesday is going to be the plan here, where every Tuesday we're going to go live with a brand new um, Hometown Ghost Stories episode. This is episode two. So episode three is going to be this Tuesday. So you guys kind of get two in one week here. And this one I'm really excited about because we're revisiting um, one that we did years ago. 
and then we never followed up with it. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to North Adams, and the next one that we're going to do is the Houghton Mansion. And this one is jam-packed. Different kind of episode because we actually investigated this thing. We have footage from the investigation. The video is complete. I'm just sitting on edge waiting to drop it. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited, man. So North Adams, Massachusetts, the Houghton Mansion, the ghost you of can't AC go Houghton, there anymore. Mary. Apparently, yeah, I, I, I can't really down. find much information on it. I know it got shut down due to black mold. I don't know if it's back open again or not. Uh, we'll look more into it when the episode drops. But that'll be this Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to air this one. This one's really exciting. And then we have some more exciting ones coming up. So we also have uh, West Point. So uh, I don't know what the significance of 4714 yet. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for that one because I don't know anything about West Point. Dave's kind of taken the wheel on that one. And- West Point's cool because it's one of the only ghost stories that was confirmed by the United States government. That's crazy. That's very interesting. That, I and don't then, want you to tell me anymore because I'm just going to wait till the video drops for that. For yeah, and myself. then the, something that I am absolutely horrified and so excited to do here is uh, next Sunday night we'll be going live on Sunday night from the event. Uh, and then the episode, the full episode will drop the following Tuesday. We are going, ladies and gentlemen, to the actual conjuring house. So this was the location where, um, the actual movie is based off of, which is down in, uh, Harrisville, Rhode Island. Not where the movie was shot. And fun fact about that, the movie was not shot there because the director, James Wan wrote, uh, read the book written by the daughter and said, I'm not going to that fucking house. (laughs) (laughs) They actually had a, they had an agreement verbal agreement with the people who lived at that house because um, they the, the original family had sold it and the lady who lived there they had a, an agreement like a verbal agreement with the director that it was going to be shot there until he mm-hmm. read the books and was like nope 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 we're not shooting it here <laughs> we're going somewhere wow else. Um, so that's awesome so fact. yeah that, the, that's uh, going to be fun be, just being able to stay there all night i mean we're going to try to do some stuff i don't want to make any promises on it but yeah um we are going to be trying to do some cool stuff while we're there live but we'll see what we're actually able to do while there yeah so we have the house and, and i was looking more into it we have the house to ourselves so i was nervous that there was gonna be like another group there and they're gonna get in the way and we're not gonna be able to do exactly what we want to do but i went out i dug up the old ghost hunting equipment i got two night vision cameras. I got the GoPro that we converted to night vision. I got the standard one. Um, Andrew's on board. This was a gift from uh Soph to Andrew for his wedding present. And, uh, and we got the whole house for the night. So we'll be in there from, I think it's uh seven 30 P oh, no, eight 30 PM until seven 30 in the morning. You'll see everything that we can try to uh, capture there. And I, I'm, I'm excited and somewhat terrified. Dave, your wife uh, decided not to go because she's out. Demons. She no part of it. And she's, I don't even think she wants me to go. She's afraid I'm going to bring a demon home. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. And I would never intentionally bring a demon home. No, no. So one of the rules there is you're you're not allowed to like try to do like a seance to like actually like bring up, you know, like to make the house more haunted than it is. The, the house was purchased by people <laughs> who uh, they're paranormal investigators themselves. Obviously, they know what they're doing. They're they're making a boatload of money renting this house right. out. But for me, it's worth it because you know we got this show going on. A good excuse to do it, and it's going to be a hell of a night. So that's that. Anyways, this was the Tombstone Arizona episode. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we sign off? Uh, no, just uh, if anyone's watching this, make sure you reach out with your own ghost story. Just let us know the story, or you can find a way to get you know just we'll, we can talk to you about it if you don't really know how to write it and we can work together on it and just make sure you let us know the town too 
but we want to get we're really trying to get some more local stuff mm-hmm. in the future but for now we'll hit on stuff like tombstone and west point until we can get some really cool stuff from towns that you might not have even heard of before yeah we want i mean it, it's going to be fun to hit on these like bigger stories but what i really want to gear this towards and, and i think what our goal here is to get your hometown ghost story right. and get ghost stories that haven't been heard before that's what we really want to do but for now we'll just for now we'll just settle settle for the most haunted house in the country with the conjuring <laughs> house i guess that's an okay filler i guess we have to do that yeah <laughs> until, until we get you know joe's story about how his uh well i do like how his I auto do like garage how used the to be original haunted. idea was like just hometown ghost stories you know your little one and we're starting off with the fucking conjuring house <laughs> 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 it's nothing major awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah so anyways uh drop a sub on youtube if you guys haven't already and um drop a little link here i don't know if that's gonna link me to my gaming youtube or our regular youtube i think that's the wrong one it's up to that one too anyways uh i appreciate you guys for hanging out cash thank you for the sub uh, a lot of people in there g snap freely spagucci was in the building appreciate you guys coming through and dropping the comments and everything like that and uh we'll be back this tuesday 9 p.m eastern standard time for uh the houghton mansion episode north adams massachusetts this episode is different it's and and i'm super excited to drop it so uh we'll see you guys on tuesday rob dave good job guys give us a follow on twitter and uh we'll talk to you soon see you